Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, welcome to Primetime. I'm Dr. Gina. The Biden administration's COVID death count is rising. The headline over at JustTheNews.com reads like this. More than 32,000 Americans have died of covid since Biden took office and since we spent the past year blaming the occupant of the White House for every single COVID death, it seems only appropriate to call it the Biden death count, right? Although it's always hard to tell you, uh, you know, whether or not you can trust the COVID numbers that are reported to us by the government. Another story at justthenews.com, for example, details the report from the New York Attorney General. It says the Cuomo administration has severely undercounted COVID deaths in nursing homes. And we know what Governor Cuomo thinks of states like his that have high COVID death rates. Uh, Incompetent government kills people. Incompetent government kills people. More people died than needed to die in COVID. That's the truth. And that's coming from the governor who covered up his state's COVID death numbers in nursing homes and has the second highest COVID death rate in the country. But don't worry, if you live in New York or another Democrat-run state, things are looking up. As reported at JustTheNews.com, Democrat governors signal post-Trump's shift to less harsh COVID restrictions. Governors in California, Michigan, New York, and other blue states are suddenly in the mood to reopen now that President Biden is in office. And as people are allowed to go back to work in those states, the job numbers will look better and better. And Sleepy Joe will get praised and adored from the mainstream media for doing such an amazing job, I'm sure. Uh, Signing executive orders piled this high on his desk. Have you seen these? Um, So helpful helpful for our economy, though uh, tens of thousands of people, if not hundreds of thousands, are out of work. Um, And all of this for distributing a vaccine that the Trump administration developed. But he'll never get credit. And Biden will take credit for it. Luckily... Few are fooled anymore. The eyes of Americans have been opened, and we know not to believe everything we see on Twitter and on the mainstream media. All right, let's head out to our hosts and correspondents on the ground all around America. Let's head first out to Jessica Rivera, who is out in Wyoming today at the anti-Liz Cheney rally led by Congressman, Congressman Matt Gates at the State Capitol building in Cheyenne. Jessica, what's happening out there? That's right, Dr. Gina. We're out here in Cheyenne, Wyoming, just about a block away from the Capitol. And where earlier today, Congressman Matt Gates and Ocean Andrews rallied as much support as they could in hopes that their fellow Republican in the House, Liz Cheney, would step down from her leadership there at the, in the House. Uh, but on our way over, I asked, uh, there was actually a citizen who was wondering why there were outsiders interfering in their local politics. And so I asked Congressman Matt Gates what he would say to those local citizens, and here's what he had to say. I didn't come here of my own volition. I was quite literally invited 
by Republican leaders in the state legislature in Wyoming because they wanted to hear a vision for America that is a competing vision to that of Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney is less popular among Republicans in Wyoming than Muammar Gaddafi was among Libyans when he was removed. Now, I don't think Liz Cheney should meet the same fate, obviously, but I do think she should lose an election. And the disappointment in establishment Republicans really crosses state lines. Uh, if Liz didn't want to be the subject of national focus with her betrayal of her own people and President Trump, then she should not have sought national prominence by running for the position of conference chair. And Dr. Gina, uh, Matt Gates is hoping that enough momentum will be had and there will be enough people that will support his and Ocean Andrews' push for Liz Cheney to step down. And it seems as if from today, the looks of it, there were a lot of supporters out here. So they may just be on their way. Back to you. Uh, Jessica, thank you so much. I'm not sure if you can hear me well enough to answer a follow-up question. If you can, um, I spoke with Matt about this, on, with, with um, sorry, Congressman Gates about this on uh, Saturday night, and I believe he told me, if this statistic is true, that about 75% of Liz Cheney's constituents actually support Donald Trump and, and oppose the way she has handled things with him. Do you know if that statistic still holds true? Yeah, so Dr. Gina, I heard you you heard the number seven, or 75%. I heard 72. Either way, it is a large majority um, that do. Her constituents actually do support President Trump. And so I, I have a feeling, and by the looks, like I said, the crowd that was out there at the Capitol, they didn't even expect that many people to show up. And these people are on fire, and they want her to step down, at least from her leadership position, so that a real Republican, as they call it, would be in position and want what basically the party wants because they feel she is kind of, you know, in the past as far as the Republican Party and the GOP, and they're not making the GOP look that good. And so it seems like, like I said, from the crowd that they had out there, it looks like a lot of Wyoming Wyomans actually uh, agree with uh, Congressman Matt Gates and Ocean Andrews. And so I, the pressure is on, so I foresee that she may have to actually step down because, like you said, yes, the majority of her constituents here are not supporting her at this point. It makes you wonder why, why she would go against her own constituency like that. We sure do appreciate you making that trip, Jessica, to report to us on this. And I know that Congressman Gates appreciates the coverage as well because, you know, when these guys make these trips and do these things, uh, the press showing up is a big part of uh, what makes it worthwhile for them. Now let's check in with Governor Eric Greitens up in the Washington, D.C. studios. As you know, he is the host of Actionable Intelligence right here on Real America's Voice right before this show every single day. Governor, great to see you. Awesome to be on with you tonight, Gina. You guys <laughs> do a fantastic job, and I'm so glad you're covering this story. We are hearing from people across America. They are sick of establishment Republicans who are failing them. They want people who are going to go out there and fight for them. That's what elected leaders are supposed to do. They want people who are going to go out and fight for them. 
Yeah, it's true. You know, you, you can barely think of the name Cheney without making it synonymous with the name Bush. And Bush has become synonymous with the word establishment. And, uh, and, and you, you know, you really do wonder why someone like Liz Cheney would go uh, totally against uh, the citizens of Wyoming um, who, you know, who totally disagree with her on her actions. But, Governor, um, I want to ask you about a story over at JustTheNews.com regarding the ban on passengers traveling with guns locked in their own checked luggage. And that happened, by the way, I, I think this is important to note, with absolutely zero warning. Governor, um, did you have to leave your gun at home when you flew in and out of Washington, D.C.? Well, what's happening here, this is another example. Remember, Joe Biden said, he said he was going to defeat the NRA. And what did we see him do? We saw the leftists, they started working with corporations and big tech, and they went after the First Amendment. They went after people's rights of freedom of speech and freedom of expression, and they started to silence people who disagreed with them. What are we seeing now? Joe Biden said he was going to come after the Second Amendment. He was going to try and take people's firearms away. We covered a story here the other day where they were proposing a $200 tax and a 13-page form on firearms owners. And then what you're seeing right now is them coming and, again, hitting people with this with no warning, telling them that they can't take their own firearms in the way that they've been doing for years, taking them securely in a locked box, and all of a sudden that right's being taken away from them. It's just wrong, and it's one of the reasons, again, why Americans around the country are standing up and saying we need to stand up and fight for our rights. Yeah, a lot of ruling by fiat going on. You know, these certainly aren't things that, you know, were decided by we the people or even our elected officials. When you saw the pile of executive orders on Joe Biden's desk, you know that these aren't things that were decided with any sort of um, process uh, taking place, which is really exactly. scary because that's the way things are done um, in countries that we've rebuked throughout our history and exactly why our founders set our country up in a very different model, Eric, and you know that as somebody who served in the executive branch as a governor. Um, and, and so uh, who made this decision? Well, you know, one of the things that, that we're seeing is that, you know, you just mentioned this, we the people. And what did Joe Biden say? He was at his inauguration and he was talking about we the people. But where, where, are the, where were the people? The people of the United States, the citizens of the United States were kept away. They were kept away with fences and barbed wire. And he talked about these executive orders. It's clear this is not about supporting people. He went in and in one of those first executive orders, he killed 11,000 jobs. Then he turns around and signs another executive order saying that you, Dr. Gina, that your family, if you show up at a place like the Lincoln Memorial, you have to wear a mask or face consequences. But what does Joe Biden do? He just goes out and violates the very executive order that he set up. It's clear that this is an agenda that's being driven by the left. They've attacked the First Amendment. They're coming after the Second Amendment. And they believe that they don't have to follow the same rules as you. And that's why so many Americans are standing up. And it's why, to get back to your original story, it's why they want fighters and they're not going to stand anymore for the establishment Republicans who get into office and then turn their back on the very people who they're supposed to be fighting for. Yeah, you know, so much of this just seems like um, 
I, I, corporations are bowing down. Yep. Uh, airlines are bowing down. Uh, you know, big tech is bowing down. Uh, just like you know, this rule by fiat. If you if you are on the side of big government and corporate America and globalism, uh, you could just make up rules as you go, impose them on what we're supposed to be a free citizenry, and um, and there is no reprisal. Is that really where we are today, or do we have rights? I mean, we at least did see. Um, you know, uh, one of Biden's edicts struck down yesterday. Will we begin to see more of this fleshing its way out in the courts? Well, look, I think where where this is going to be won and what has to happen is that you have to have the people of the United States of America stand up. Keep in mind what they're trying to do is that they want people to despair. They want people to think that they're going to be canceled. They want people to think that they can't fight against big tech. But what has always happened throughout American history is that in times like this, citizens stand up. You can always count on the courage and the common sense and the willingness of Americans to stand up for their own rights and the rights of their neighbors. And that's what people have to do. The left right now, they want conservatives. They want people who support the America First agenda. They want them to despair. They want them to be worried and to go home and to stop voting, to stop being engaged in politics. But in fact, the only way that we keep these rights and the only way that we revive the republic is when people stand up and they're willing to go out there and fight. And I think when you see all of these executive orders, killing jobs, all of this, this tremendous pressure from the left taking away people's rights, what's going to happen is that the American citizens are going to continue to stand up and fight. I think people are going to stay engaged. All right. Well, thank you so much. Your lips to God's ears and uh, maybe some of these folks who claim themselves to be liberals will start caring about the First Amendment right and maybe the Second Amendment right, because someday they might need it just as much as uh, those of us fighting for it now. Thank you so much, Governor. You bet, Dr. Gina. Now let's check in with Carrie Sheffield, host of Just the News AM, to see what she's working on today. Go ahead, Carrie. Hey there, Dr. Gina. Hope you had a wonderful birthday celebration last night that you painted the town. Uh, but in other news, you were there in Florida and you picked the right place to live, Dr. Gina. We're looking at the mask mandate. So in Florida, the counties, you can see this black line where there were mask mandates. They actually have a higher case rate per million for COVID cases than the three counties that removed their mask mandates. So the counties in Florida that had no mask mandates, you heard it right, they had fewer cases per million people than those counties that did have a mask mandate. So then this is a chart from a data expert who came on my program this morning, Justin Hart. He also crunched the numbers looking at what happened in Los Angeles. So Los Angeles and California has very strict shutdown measures, very strict mandates, very strict stay-at-home orders. You can see the chart here of Los Angeles, this black line, and the deaths rate, the deaths per million of COVID cases in Los Angeles, much higher than in Florida. So despite all of the shutdowns, all of the mandates in Florida, or excuse me, in California, this has not had an effect on the mortality. And in Florida, where you guys have more freedom, the death rate is lower. And Justin Hart, who presented this data, he tweeted out, we've lost our ever-loving minds to a CNBC report that says a triple mask is more effective than a double mask. Justin Hart says, we really should just be more rational. That's the name of his firm. All right, back to you, Dr. Gina, and happy birthday. 
Thanks again, Carrie. I appreciate that. And, you know, a lot of us have been looking at this science for a long time. You know, my, my title, doctor, doesn't come from nowhere. It's actually a Ph.D., and uh, it's done in research. And uh, that's precisely why I look at the data, and I've been saying this for a long time. Anyway, coming up, the populist movement taking over Wall Street. Shade Tree investors have beaten the big dogs, but the Wall Street Titans striking back. Don't miss our next story. More Dr. Gina Primetime coming at you. Stick around. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And welcome back to Dr. Gina Prime Time. There is a wild story on Wall Street right now. The stock price for the video game store, GameStop, has risen exponentially in recent days. And this might not seem like a big deal to most of us shade, shade tree type investors out there. Stock prices go up and down. But this particular stock rose by over 1,700% this month. So suddenly the intrigue rises, right? But it wasn't driven up by Wall Street traders this time. It was driven up by a sort of populist movement online of traders who use their smartphones to buy a few shares here and there. And suddenly the Wall Street titans who had bet against the stock, well, they're losing their shirts. And regular folks sitting at home are actually making a little money trading the stocks and in some cases a lot of money. But Wall Street doesn't really like it so much when people like that make a profit and they don't. So suddenly, folks like me who use their little phone apps to trade a few stocks for fun suddenly found themselves unable to buy shares of GameStop. And the online forums like Reddit and other message boards where regular folk were communicating about buying the stock were suddenly shut down. And this is a familiar theme for those of us who've been silenced on Twitter. The Securities and Exchange Commission says they are investigating those efforts. They say they are manipulating the markets. And the big Wall Street hedge fund guys love the fact that the little guys are being pushed out of the process, shut down, like so many instances with big tech these days. Here to discuss, financial reporter Kristen Bianco and financial advisor Bob Rubin. Kristen, first to you, this is tough for non-Wall Street types to understand. Um, I just want you to break it down for the lay people out there who don't really understand what happened. So basically what happened today is that individual investors, day traders, um, who were trading on this platform called Robinhood, which is uh, has doesn't charge commissions, so it's free. You don't have to buy a lot of stock, so it's very accessible for the average person who wants to buy stock. Um, they basically shut down trading in several stocks today. So that's the equivalent of, uh, you know, a run on a bank, you know, not being able to go to the bank to get your money out. So that's where the outrage was. Um, that doesn't usually happen. Sometimes the SEC will shut down the market. Um, for uh, if there's volatility or, or some sort of a frenzy, but uh, shutting down individual stocks so that people can't get their money out, 
is 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 a big problem. And coming on the heels, as you said, of su speech suppression by big tech and um, some of the other things that have happened over the last couple of weeks, it's 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 outrageous. Yeah, Bob, this this is a little reminiscent. I'm not going to lie. I've watched It's a Wonderful Life one too many times, and I've seen where you can't get your money out of the bank. And as somebody that uses the Robinhood app, you know, I'm a small-time, uh, you know, trader on that app. Um, I was immediately, I mean, my red flags just went all over the place, and I thought, this is terrible. And then I asked a friend of mine uh, who, who is, a, is a financial expert um, who couldn't come on the show today, but uh, she knows a lot about this stuff, and she said, you know, there are two perspectives, though, Gina. She said, either kind of trading is wrong. This was her perspective. Um, you know, first I watched one perspective of one expert I know on television, well-known uh, person on this matter, and he's, he was outraged. He said, this is terrible. This is big tech doing this. This is terrible. What happened? They should never have done it. He was outraged. He was screaming about it all over the place today. But the other perspective was that, you know, either, either you know, Wall Street doing this or people going on message boards um, and inflating GameStop, either is artificial and neither should be permitted. What's your perspective, Bob? Well, I've never described a financial situation like this as glorious before, and I've been doing this for 30 years. Uh, the fact that it was David versus Goliath and a little guy was able to, or tens of thousands or, or hundreds of thousands of little guys were able to take on the hedge funds and beat them was pretty amazing to the point that, um, you know, one of them really had to a, had a literally go out and get $3 billion or they were going to go out of business. So going back to the Robin Hood uh, deal, what happened was, is it wasn't big tech that did this. This was the hedge funds fighting back. So Robinhood says that they don't charge money to trade a stock. Well, they don't, but there's a thing called money flow or deal flow, and they charge for that. There's basically hedge funds will pay for that privilege. So one of the hedge funds who has a lot of this business um, and provides Robinhood with money was basically told, look, you need to talk to Robinhood and tell them to back off on this. And that's the way, what happened. That's the word that I have from behind the scenes is they were told but that Bob, they are. But Bob, isn't that some sort of, I mean, you or I couldn't make that phone call. No. No, not at all. Yeah. And it's kind of like cancel culture, but this is a financial cancel. This is really basically Goliath fighting back, right, and saying to Dave, you know, you might have shot me, but I, I've got bigger weapons right now. And and so that's basically what happened. And they, they're they shutting one way of, of doing this. But um, it's going to be pretty hard. I mean, you know, the hedge funds, they always, they always call these guys the masters of the universe, some of the smartest guys out there, guys and women, and they are. And they, as, as much as I don't like the way they do a lot of things and I have to get out of their way when I do some of my work, um, they have the power and they have the strength to do things like this. Whether it's legitimate or not, I hope the SEC comes in and slaps their hand if they did anything illegitimate. Kristen, a broken clock is right twice a day, and Congresswoman and squad member Rashida Tayyib uh, somehow came down on the right side of this issue and tweeted this. Uh, this is beyond absurd, they said. The Financial Services Committee needs to have a hearing on Robin Hood's market manipulation. They're blocking the ability to trade to protect Wall Street hedge funds, stealing millions of dollars from their users to protect people who've used the stock market as a casino for decades. Kristen, do you think Democrats and Republicans can come together on this? Because I saw Donald Trump Jr. tweeting the daylights out of this issue on the same side as them today. I, I 
felt the same way as Don Jr. I couldn't believe it. I was actually agreeing with uh, AOC. But um, yeah, I, well, I mean, we should we shouldn't punish people for wanting to go out and um, engage in um, in uh, enterprises and and invest in them. I mean, uh, that should be something that should be encouraged. That's self-preservation, and even if you're only, only doing it, uh, you know, maybe as a, a side job, um, y- you you need to have a voice and you need to have a platform, and you can't just be arbitrarily shut down. Um, as what, but we have to wait and see exactly what happened today. Um, Bob seems to know a little bit more about what might have happened as far as the capitalization, um, but uh, we'll we'll have to see. But yeah, it, it looks like um, it, it looks like maybe this is a starting point for somewhere we can maybe have a meeting of the minds. And um, I was very glad to see it, honestly, that they were standing up for the average American. Bob, you know, once something like this happens, it's not going to be the last time something like this happens. Uh, what do you foresee going forward on, on this type of thing? I mean, how long do you think it'll be before there's another series of mes- message boards and uh, people do something like this again? And then do you foresee them being shut down again? What do you think happens next? Well, I do hope it happens again. It's a little irrational the way it happened. Like, for example, one of the companies that happened to was BlackBerry. And, you know, I used to own a BlackBerry 100 years ago. And but right now there's nothing going on with that company. And yet they ran that company up, what, 100, 200 percent, 300 percent. Same with AMC. Um, I do hope it happens again. Uh, It was a really strong, uh, a lot of interesting factors came together to cause it to happen. I hope they never, they, they never can ever shut down apps, trading apps like Robinhood and all the other ones that are out there. Um, people should have the right to trade as much as they want. It's a free country. If they're going to make money, they're going to lose money. It's their money. It's, it's, it's free. It's free for them to do that. So I hope that, I hope it never happens they get shut down. But it's been a lot of fun watching this. I think there's been, I, I won't go near it as a professional. I mean, I had clients saying they wanted to short the stock today. So I called my trading desk and they were going to charge us 80% to start to short the stock like 80 wow. like, got to literally make 80 percent to break even so it was kind of crazy but it was a lot of fun and um unfortunately today the stock's down let me check uh GameStop is down 44 percent 154 dollars um that's if you bought in at the beginning of the day you had a bad day in the market today uh but people that uh so we'll see how that goes and last question, Bob, what other fallout do you think there will be from this? Do you think more apps like Robinhood will pop up? Do you think, is there any other fallout to watch for as far as uh, investing goes? Yeah, you, you know, that's, that's a really good question because I have had a lot of clients and, and children of my clients say, oh, I want to trade for free. I want to trade on Robinhood. And I said, it, it's not free, right? There's a bid in the ass price and, and there's a difference. And they, and they, they get paid for this deal flow you know, for the trading flow. So it's really not free. And I think hopefully there's more disclosure on what costs are. I mean, in my business, we have to disclose everything. And I hope Robinhood actually, not just in, you know, font that's tiny, uh, disclosing what they actually uh, charging, uh, what the client's actually paying for, it's actually disclosed out there appropriately. All right, Bob Rubin and Kristen Bianco. Thank you both for your expertise and for breaking it down in ways that everybody can understand. We appreciate it. My pleasure. 
Coming up, will the mainstream media keep track of the Biden COVID death count? I think we already know the answer. Former White House Deputy Press Secretary Hogan Gidley up next. Stick around. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. The Biden COVID death tally now over 32,000. And if you're surprised that I'm referencing it like that, then you haven't been watching the mainstream media blame every single death on Donald Trump for the past just about year. Isn't the occupant of the White House responsible for every COVID death in the U.S.? Well, here to discuss former White House Deputy Press Secretary who took the shots for so, so long, Hogan Gidley. Uh, More than 32,000 Americans have died. Uh, you know, we hear that over and over again, Hogan. And you uh, took the blame for every single one of those every all the time. You fielded those calls from the press, Hogan. And uh, now no one wants to call it the Biden death rate. But by golly, it was the Trump death rate the whole time you were deputy press secretary, wasn't it? You are absolutely right. And Joe Biden himself even blamed Donald Trump on a debate stage for causing all of those deaths. Uh, We know this was a virus that was unprecedented. It was unforeseen. It was straight out of China. But the media just couldn't resist blaming it all on the president. And I remember when he shut down this country, I was in the Oval Office having a conversation with him. He looked at me and he said, Hogan, I have to shut the country down, right? And I said, Mr. President, you know, two and a half million people are predicted to die because of this. And if you don't, the media is going to blame you for every single one of those deaths. What I didn't realize was, They were going to blame him for all of those deaths anyway. It doesn't matter what Donald Trump does. They're still going to try and blame him for everything. And I was on CNN making this very argument that as soon as this election is over, you're going to take down these these graphics on the side of the screen that have the ticker of people dying because of this virus. They said, how dare you say that? We're going to continue to cover this. We're CNN. What do you know? They took down that ticker. Uh, for several days at a time, if not if not still down now, uh, refusing to acknowledge the fact that this virus is still going on in this country. And remember, when asked about this, Joe Biden made the point that he couldn't stop the trajectory of this virus. It was going to burn through our population. His entire campaign was that he had a plan to stop this. Now, put to the side for one moment, Dr. Gina, that not telling us that plan during the campaign seemed really cruel. If you had a plan that could stop all this and refuse to share it, that's just mean and devious. Now he's the president of the United States. He doesn't have a plan. And when he tries to say they're starting from scratch, Jen Psaki said it from the briefing room, that's a flat out lie. Even Dr. Fauci came forward and said, no, we're not starting from scratch. A lot of stuff was in place. We already had a million doses of the vaccine a day. This entire thing is a debacle. The sad part is The media will never call him on it. They are in bed with this president and they're not going to get out. They said from day one that, uh, you know, Joe Biden said actually 
um, in his inaugural speech that the most important thing to him was unity, and yet the very first thing he did was, uh, we know, set about to do everything he could to cancel the Trump legacy with more executive orders than any president before him. But not only that, um, even canceling the term uh, Operation Warp Speed for um, the distribution and de development of the vaccines that Donald Trump deserves full credit for. There's no one in the world that would deny that if you read what happened. It was uh, the impossible. The media literally mocked Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, uh, for yeah. the idea that he could do what he said he was going to do. And then, of course, he went ahead and did it. And now there is zero mention of him as the person who did uh, Operation Warp Speed. And not only that, Joe Biden wants to cancel the whole idea that he ever did it, along with the entire news media. Words matter. This is what the Democrats say all the time. Words matter. You know, we're not even allowed to say certain things anymore. We're not allowed to have monuments that that represent times in our history where people said certain things or believed certain, thing, certain things. So if words matter so much, why aren't they ever willing to tell the truth, Hogan? That's a great point, and the media is never going to call them on. I mean, from the from the word go, Jen Psaki, her first day behind the podium, made the point that on average, Donald Trump's administration was only administering half a million uh, vaccines a day. That's not true. It was up around a million uh, as soon as uh, Joe Biden took office, dates before. We had already uh, ramped up to that amount. This president developed and distributed to Donald Trump a vaccine faster than any time in human history. That's in, an incredible achievement, not to mention all the other ones this president was able to accomplish. But Joe Biden is coming in you know, and been given the keys to a Ferrari and acts like he bought it. He didn't. And now, even though he still tends to wreck it and ride up on the curb every once in a while and not get things straight, the media continue to say not only did he build the Ferrari, he owns the Ferrari and he's doing a great job. The fact is, Joe Biden is trying to have it both ways. He says the government can't control this. We need to talk, talk about herd immunity, which is a, a phrase that the Democrats mocked and ridiculed as well. We can't control any of this. And then the same answer looked at the camera and said, well, wait a minute. We actually have seen a reduction in cases, folks, as if he had something to do with that. This thing was on the downtick days before Joe Biden took office, but you'll never hear any of this from the mainstream media. You'll never hear any criticism of this president. And so when Joe Biden says you have to wear a mask on all federal property and then promptly shows up to a federal uh, uh, monument without a mask and Jen Psaki's asked about it, her defense is, well, he was celebrating. So remember that, people of Florida, uh, anyone who's listening to this around the country, if you're picked up for not wearing a mask, just use the same uh, defense that Jen Psaki did. You're just out celebrating. That appears right. to be the end-all, be-all of those debates. Well, and in fact, we just reported here on Just the News, um, our own Carrie Sheffield, that uh, the newest study uh, that came out um, shows that the places that were shut down, the places where mask mandates uh, were um, mandated. Um, it, it shows that the COVID, not only the COVID rates, but also the COVID deaths are absolutely higher. And you compare that right. to the fact that Los Angeles and New York, their rates are going up. And that's when they now decide after Joe Biden has uh, 
has the selection, however he came by it, um, and they are, have now decided that they're going to begin to loosen um, in those states and in some other Democrat-controlled states as well. And so uh, science doesn't seem to be congruent with the, the way that these governors and some of these mayors and others who are Democrats are running things. And this begins to really smack of politics, which is what many of us have, sus- have suspected all along, and the media continues not to report on it. Uh, Hogan, do people come to you now that your job at the White House, at least for the moment, is over and and say to you, yeah, this really is corrupt? I mean, is this back channel? Does this happen to you? I would never ask you names, but do people admit, gosh, it really is corrupt? Well, people I talk to do who voted for Joe Biden, but reporters never would because then you've been asking them to go against a philosophy, um, a political ideology that they've been pushing uh, for their entire career up to and including this past election cycle. You mentioned Florida, for example. Let's follow the science. Deaths per million, you're somewhere around 26th, 27th in the country. New York and New Jersey are still right at the top. They've had some of the most stringent lockdowns on the planet. And now we find out today that the vaunted Governor Cuomo, Emmy Award-winning author, Governor Cuomo, talking about how great he did during the pandemic, now they've been lying uh, and covering up the amount of deaths that have actually occurred because of coronavirus. What he did to nursing homes was absolutely egregious. Florida has uh, you know, a, a more populous state. It's got people that are in that range that are more susceptible to problems with the virus, having a, a higher elderly population, but yet they're doing better. It's the Democrat governance that's a problem across this country. And you just point out Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, is a great example. When the numbers were really high, uh, he decides to reopen the state. But when they were lower, he had to clamp down and lock down. It, it, it doesn't you know, smack of science. It obviously smacks of political science. And he sees the tea leaves. People are lining up in droves to run against him. He's governed his state horribly, so has Governor Cuomo, and the media continued to give them a pass. And let's not forget, it was those two governors who were praising Donald Trump early on in this, through April and May and March, saying, listen, this, this president's giving us every single thing we need. We sent an entire warship uh, designed specifically to handle COVID patients up to New York. We sent them ventilators when they didn't have any, yeah. didn't even know where they were. This president succeeded where they failed, and now I think the reporters uh, refuse to acknowledge it, but I think they know it. Hmm. I don't think the people of this country will ever forget what they've witnessed, and it's just as if they're trying to tell us we didn't see what we saw, but uh, the American right. people, are they're not buying it anymore, not from the media, surely, and that's why audiences like ours have increased so dramatically. Hogan Gidley, thank you so much for being with us. Absolutely. Thanks so much for the time. Coming up, Governor Cuomo has been uh, cooking the books on COVID numbers, as we mentioned, and now he's been busted. That's coming up next. Stick around. More Dr. Gina Primetime coming at you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. 
Gina Primetime. Can we trust the COVID numbers that are reported to us by the government? The answer, unequivocally, no. The headline over at justthenews.com goes a little something like this. The New York AG report, Cuomo administration has severely undercounted COVID deaths in nursing homes. Just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, the incompetent governor is busted cooking the books. Here with us now to discuss Real America's Voice contributor, Tom Borelli. Tom, welcome to the show. Uh, You know, details from the report from the New York Attorney General. um, It says the Cuomo administration has severely undercounted the COVID deaths in nursing homes. They inflate them everything else. They uh, underestimate them there. And we know what Governor Cuomo thinks uh, of states that uh, have high COVID death rates. Tom, uh, you know, it, it just, I guess the part that's so disillusioning is that these are people's lives. It's not like we're talking about the weather or the pollen count and people are going to sneeze. These are deaths. No, you're absolutely right, Dr. Gina. And I think that's the biggest takeaway actually from, you know, 2019 and COVID in general is that who you elect, who you put in office is literally a life and death situation. A governor, as we've learned in New York State, they can destroy your livelihood by taking away your businesses, forcing you to close your restaurants. They can destroy the lives of your family by putting COVID positive patients into nursing homes. This is what Governor Cuomo did. So people really need to focus on who they vote for. And look, we have President Biden now. Well, those Keystone pipeline workers now finding out by stroke of a pen, they lost their jobs. Who we elect is really, really important, and it hasn't been so important as in the last two years. All right. I, I want to uh, show you a clip of uh, Governor Cuomo expressing exactly what he thinks of states that have high death rates. Watch. Uh, incompetent government kills people. Incompetent government kills people. More people died than needed to die in COVID. That's the truth. Uh, You know, and couldn't be more true, honestly, about New York, correct? Apparently, uh, Governor Cuomo doesn't have a mirror, that's for sure, because he's the one who caused a lot of COVID deaths by forcing those COVID-positive patients into nursing homes. And we knew that from the very beginning of COVID. If you looked at any of the data from Italy early, early on, they noticed that it was the elderly who were stricken the most. So common sense tells you that those are the people that need to be protected the most. But yet Cuomo, the follow the science governor, didn't do that. He is a complete, utter failure. And again, now it looks like they were cooking the books in New York. The death toll from nursing homes looks like it was 50% undercut. So now they're 50% more. It's not 6,000, it's not 8,700. It's now about 13,000. And that's because if a person unfortunately was had the COVID in a nursing home, and then if they went to a hospital, then died, they weren't counting that as a nursing home death. And some of the State Department numbers were wrong. They didn't calculate the numbers directly from nursing homes. So the whole thing is a complete mess. Governor Cuomo really is, is an embarrassment. He's a disaster, but he'll never know that because his ego is bigger than the Empire State. 
Don't forget, he created his own poster of uh, success with COVID as well as his own book. And then, of course, he's an Emmy winner. You know, what a disgrace. Oh, I'd forgotten about the Emmy. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. There's absolutely nothing funny about this. It's just the irony of the whole darn thing. Tom, you know, in California, at least they have a recall process going on. Uh, what will be the reprisal on this governor? You know, that's probably the most disappointing aspect for all of this. I don't think he's ever going to be held accountable because New York State is just so absolutely liberal and he just holds such a stray o- sway over people. And then again, to your earlier points, the media, the media should have been all over this. Could you just imagine if President Trump had such a disastrous policy as what mm. Cuomo has done? It would have been national headlines day in and day out. With President Trump, they had to create things. With Cuomo, what you have to do is look at, look at the facts. But again, it just points to the unfairness of the, uh, what I call the anti-Trump media, the pro-Democrat yeah. media. They really perform as if they're a public relations arm of the Democrat Party. We're not going to get accountability until we get the media really reporting the facts so that people can hear them. Tom, you know, you look at the uh, highly contagious and extremely deadly population among uh, the nursing home uh, generation. You compare that to children in school um, where, you know, it just doesn't seem to have much of a profound effect on children. And I want you to check out this viral video. This is the Loudoun County, Virginia parent reaming the school board members over their coronavirus shutdown. Watch. You'd all be fired from your day jobs because if your employers knew that you were more inefficient than than the DMV, you would be replaced in a heartbeat. I literally just finished a conference call because I'm having to multitask to be here to, to address you guys. You're a bunch of cowards hiding behind our children as an excuse for keeping schools closed. You think you're some sort of martyrs because of the decisions you're making when the statistics do not lie that the vast majority of the population is not at risk from this virus. The garbage workers who pick up my freaking trash risk their lives every day more than anyone in this school system. Figure it out or get off the podium because you know what? There are people like me and a line of other people out there who will gladly take your seat and figure it out. It's not a high bar. Raise the freaking bar. He's being called the Papa Grizzly. Do you disagree with him? No, not at all. The man is oh so right. You have these people that are on school boards or Governor Cuomo. They're making decisions about our lives and our livelihood, and they're not stepping up. They are are weak. They don't care. They're selfish. They worry about themselves. And as we know, and you have the background in psychology, and I have to tell you, you know, the psychological impact that uh, kids have been suffering with from being not in school, not being uh, taught in school, being stuck at home, being isolated. We've seen an increase in suicides, uh, more child abuse. It is an absolute disaster. But again, you have the unions that protect the uh the teachers they could literally get away with anything the chicago teachers are threatening maybe not to go on strike they don't want to go back into teach school uh in 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 the school rooms so and and president biden is supporting that so so i really the battle lines political battle lines are really being drawn it's really the forgotten men and women who that we just saw a forgotten man right there and the elites 
and it's all over our country. And that's why we had about 75 million people vote for President Trump. And once again, you have the working people versus the elite, you know, and a lot of times I think people want to throw, uh, you know, the average working person. You know, I think there are a lot of teachers that want to have the kids back in the classroom, but you've got the union bosses who are often so often in cahoots where they really function more like corporate, you know, America uh, in cahoots with, uh, you know, the globalists and the elite and uh, and leave the rest of the kids and uh, the teachers that would really like to work in the lurch. It's really frustrating. But uh, Tom Borelli, I appreciate you always updating us on all things happening in New York. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. And thanks to all of you for joining me tonight. And thank you, everyone here at your new home for real news. That's RAV TV, Real America's Voice. Don't forget, join me on my podcast at Just the News. That is there for you daily as well. Live from Studio 6B, up next with Damon and the crew. Don't forget also, hug your children, love your God. You go boldly now and live the truth. Good night, everybody.